to Light Treason News, everyone. Pop culture, politics, and a sprinkle of treason. I'm joined today by Charles. Woo! How you doing? Oh my god, you're back. I'm so excited. How is your quarantine going? Um, it is like a mixture of like uh, a nice vacation and being stuck in some sort of asylum. Yep. Like it goes back and forth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Some days Mm -hmm. I'm just like, I can't imagine us ever returning to normal society. Like, can you imagine being on the subway again? No, I can't. Uh, I... I was on the subway after the lockdown once because I had to go get a paycheck. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I did not like it. And there were very few people on it. Um, It just seems so creepy. Like Like, the idea of being on it now when it's empty just freaks me out. Yeah. Well, you know what was weird is that it was before they started doing the closing the subway from one to five thing and cleaning every night. But they had already started like spraying down the stations and stuff. And everything smelled nice. I was like, oh, Oh, so we could have been doing this the whole time. (laughs) You could have just been cleaning the subway. Awesome. Whatever. Are you saying that cleaning the subway would have maybe prevented a pandemic? I don't know. I don't know if that checks out. I don't know. Uh, (laughs) What have you been up to? Oh, my God. So I fortunately I've been picking up um, some light remote work, which keeps me busy throughout the day. Uh nothing that could like obviously pay the rent but it like passes the time you know um money to you know tell the state about so you can still get your unemployment exactly exactly perfect perfect (laughs) hey i'm not hitting that threshold yet (laughs) it's all on the up and up um but yeah it it it's been good like you know i'm very very glad that uh you know chloe is here because i think i would be going batty if i lived alone although you seem fine <laughs> uh i well like i said it goes back and forth yeah yeah um i've i've left my apartment i want to since march like 13th or whatever i've left my apartment four times oh um God. just because i'm like paranoid of being outside because i don't like there's just in my neighborhood like i would say 50 percent of the people are taking this seriously mm-hmm. even now um and like they'll have like street parties at night like someone will just pull their car up and blare music which is like fun and nice i can listen to music but also i'm like you people should be out of the streets and be safe right 100%. so I don't, I don't like being outside right now yeah our neighbors are I like i describe our neighborhood as uh they don't clap at seven o'clock for essential workers <gasps> but they do party every night <laughs> <laughs> You're in a non-clapping neighborhood. Non-clapping. We we don't do it in my neighborhood. Interesting. Interesting. It was I weird. I was sort of standing. I just don't think people know about it because, like, not to stereotype who is clapping, but I get the impression that it tends to be um, wealthier white people. Uh, for the most mm-hmm. part, what I've seen in videos and stuff of the neighborhoods clapping, and I live in a predominantly poor black and brown neighborhood, and I don't think it's that people don't care or don't support essential workers i just think either they're not aware of it or you know they have other shit to do (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, i live in a uh um i would say medium gentrified neighborhood right now Mm -hmm. but uh i've definitely noticed that a lot of people are clapping but I i can't see who everyone is so i don't know the demographic i was stunned I, I, i will not say you're wrong 
Yeah, I was stunned because also I could be completely speaking out of term and my neighborhood's just an anomaly and I don't know why people aren't clapping. But I was on a Zoom call the other day with two friends. They both live in, uh, I'll say, wealthier, predominantly white neighborhoods. And it was at seven o'clock and all of a sudden I heard this eruption of cheering and I was like, what is happening? And they were like, oh, it's the seven o'clock clap for the workers. And I was like, what the fuck? Like our neighborhood does not clap at all. (laughs) It's weird. It happens literally every day, and I forget about it until it happens. And I'm like, oh, right, 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 right. Clap, clap, clap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let me go um, grab a pot to bang. Oh, see, I'm anti pot. Mm, that's fair. I would prefer just be clapping. Because it's always the pot people who go like the extra five minutes. It's not the clappers. There are some people that I'm like, this is clearly just for you. And I don't know like (laughs) what you're trying to get out of your system. I think maybe everybody's just going stir crazy. And it's like an excuse to be very loud and like work out some of those feelings. But it's some people I can tell like, oh, this is for you. This is not for the nurses. Yeah, definitely. Definitely, definitely. So uh, before we get to recommendations, while we're in the pop culture section, I wanted to discuss this Robert Pattinson pasta story that just went so viral the other day uh, for a couple of reasons. One, I I don't think a lot of people are familiar with Robert Pattinson's um, persona when he is doing any kind of press, because if you are familiar with Robert Pattinson, you know 100% he was trolling in this interview. Um, He famously lies to interviewers, fucks with them, always in uh, a non-problematic way, I have found, like sort of just more entertaining. He's chaotic good, you know? Um, Uh Very famously lied to Matt Lauer when he was on the Today Show and made up a story about watching a clown die at a circus. Um, (gasps) Yeah. He claimed that the, cl- the clown was getting out of one of those tiny cars and the tiny car exploded. <laughs> and Matt Lauer fully bought it and was like, oh, my God, that must have been traumatic for you. And he was like, it was it was. And then months later, a German <laughs> magazine asked him about it. And he was like, oh, I lied. That was not true. <laughs> mm-hmm. So like, Which, I feel like you could have like found that out rather quickly. Yeah, if you weren't an idiot like news. Matt Lauer, you would be like, um, that sounds not real uh, and is probably a lie. But, you know, I get it. Doing the press junkets are really boring. People ask you the same questions over and over. So I think he fucks with people to entertain himself. And like I said, I've never heard him doing it in a, a problematic way. Um, not like a Jared Leto sort of fucking with people, you know? Um, Uh, I know he's the worst, but so I don't know if you actually saw this recipe, but I wanted to sort of run through it quickly and just get your take on the different elements, the process, feel free to interrupt truly whenever, um, Mm -hmm. this is Robert Pattinson's Piccolini Cusino. Okay. Uh, ingredients include, and this is his wording. Okay. One filthy box of cornflakes. Mm-hmm. Again, this is a pasta recipe. We have cornflakes in the mix. A lighter. Nine packs okay. of <laughs> nine packs of pre-sliced cheese. A lot of cheese. In his words, just any sauce. So it doesn't matter what kind it is. Just any sauce. The top half of a bun, like a hamburger bun. Mm-hmm. Lots mm-hmm. of sugar. 
and then pasta. Mm, okay. Okay, so those are your basic ingredients. What are your immediate thoughts when you hear this? Uh, I the the cornflakes. You know what? If you are now, I've seen online people doing like ramen burgers, mm-hmm. so I get it. it. It was a trend. I, I I can kind of get on board with that. The cornflakes, I guess, would kind of bind it. Like you would put it in like um, a meatloaf or meatballs or something. Make like that would hold it together. Mm-hmm. But I guess pasta is already already kind of like starchy. Um, I have to say a lot of cheese. A lot of cheese. Uh, and like very processed cheese. cheese. Yeah. Yeah. Like craft singles. Um, I am on board with the any sauce you have lying around kind of thing. Yeah. And also I because should mention I, that this interview happened when he was in quarantine. He had to take his own photos for the interview and, and everything like that. So this was truly just like what he had in his home, I think. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, I like that. Okay. So the, the filthy part of the cornflakes mm. is does he mean like the box or like it's like the the food itself is gross i think it was an old ba- box of cornflakes and he was like haha this box is filthy so like a filthy box of cornflakes but i don't okay. think that affects the taste or anything okay um but yeah i'm i'm on board with the putting any sort of sauce you can have flying around on it because i am pure white trash and put ketchup on everything Ooh. but on the off chance that i'm out of ketchup i will go for literally anything else i have sure so yeah. i'm on board with the sauce i've definitely been in that situation before where it's like we make do with whatever sauce we happen to have so i get that i think the most controversial aspect of the recipe is that he cooks the pasta in a microwave even though he Ooh. has a stove hmm uh, interesting uh-huh that is a weird place to put pasta. Um, I'll link to the Guardian article that, and I'll, I'll, a bunch of people have tried to, you know, replicate this recipe online. Oh, no. <laughs> so, uh, but here's the thing. Here's the reason I think maybe he's not trolling everybody. Every video I've seen of people trying to replicate this recipe, ultimately when they eat it, they go, it's really good. <gasps> it's apparently oh, no, very good. Right. But it also seems like, total stoner food do you know what i mean like he created this Mm -hmm. recipe when he was lit but apparently it tastes really really good so i'm like maybe robert pattinson isn't trolling all of us i so after he puts all those things together in the microwave and does he like make it into like a little patty and then put it on the bun okay so here's what happened uh the guardian reporter (laughs) who they put on the case said, I don't have a microwave, but inspired by his needlessly chaotic improv- improvisation, <laughs> improvisation, I decide to bring a pot of water to boil in my oven. While the water is in the oven, I start making the pillow. Now, this is a critical part of the recipe, making the pillow. According to Pattinson, it all needs to go in a sheet of foil that's fashioned into a hollowed out sphere, whatever that means. You really need to congeal everything in an enormous amount of sugar and cheese. It really needs a sugar crust because when you cook it, oh, that was the other one. It sure. caramelizes at the bottom. Yeah, I layer the cheese and cornflakes and pour in a horrible amount of sugar, probably <laughs> about eight to ten tablespoons. Wow, that's a lot of sugar. Uh, then comes the just any sauce. I go for a big jar of saccharini sauce. Meanwhile, the water is taking ages to boil. About after 30 minutes, it finally gets there, but dies out when I pour it in the pasta. Oh, my God, this poor reporter. So I give up and boil it on the stove. Once it's cooked, I pour the pasta into the pillow and, per the instructions, sprinkle on some more sugar, then get a bun 
and sear the... Oh, I forgot another crazy part of this. He sears his initials with a lighter Mm. into the bun. Mm. Branding. Branding. He brands his food before he eats it. Uh, After spending 10 minutes in the oven at 400 degrees, my piccolini cucino is ready to eat. It's all over the place, so I squish it into a more manageable hamburger shape and tuck in. So the reporter, this is their review... Mamma mia. The first thing that hits you when you eat <laughs> piccolini cucino is the sugar. Not just the taste of it, but the crunch. The grains have barely dissolved at all. And why would they? How does Pattinson not mention this? How is he okay with this? The six slices of cheese have congealed into a semi-melted base. The recipe seems to suggest that you eat piccolini cucino with the bun on the bottom and sugary, cheesy cornflakes on top. But then why burn PC into the bun on the other side. Oh, he burns PC, not his own initials. It's for Piccolini Cusino into the bun. Mm-hmm. Uh, why do that if that's going on the bottom where no one can see it? Oh, that is sick. He makes you burn in the initials and then you don't even see it. Mm-hmm. Uh, if there's one saving grace of the bizarre concoction, it's that the mix of ingredients can only be so disgusting. It's almost impossible to ruin pasta, tomato sauce, bread, and cheese, although thanks to all the sugar, it comes pretty close. Okay, so this reporter didn't like it. But that's what I thought of when I was reading the ingredients and everybody was saying it's actually pretty good. I was like, yeah, it's just carbs and cheese and sugar. That, when I was going through it, that was one thing I forgot was the sugar. The sugar sounds batshit. It sounds like way too much. I was going to say, if you're going to put a little, sh- you know, a little sweetness with savory sometimes is good. Yeah. Uh, that's so much sugar. Also, it just shows that actors are in a completely different planet. Cause I'm like, <laughs> Robert Pattinson does not look like he eats this way because every time he's in a movie, they send him off with a personal trainer. Oh yeah. Well, that, I had not heard about this recipe, but I had heard about him talking about his Batman personal trainer and being oh, like and, anti all that. And also the fact that they're trying to get him to work out in quarantine and he won't do it. And he's like, no. I really think in 2022, whenever this is all over, whenever it's all finished and we're making movies again, going to movies, I think we're ready for a fat Batman. I don't think that he's going to be fat. I just think that he's going to be like a normal a no- person. He'll look normal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I'm yeah. ready for a normal Batman, like a just a dude. Yeah, I, we can go back to like some Michael Keaton and stuff because they like sure he was in shape, but he wasn't like jacked Crazy, like everyone yeah. does for stuff now. Like Christian Bale Batman, yeah. Um, I'm ready for a normal looking Batman. Hell yeah, let's do it. Yeah, let's get back. Yeah, he had said something about like Batman in the '60s and how he was just a dude, and I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. Hell yeah, he I support it. I support Robert Pattinson. I like him as Batman. I if he looks normal in the movie, I support that. I support him. Uh, as long as he's healthy and he's happy eating this way. I I want I want to know if he's going to do the Christian Bale, Ben Affleck, like growly Batman voice, because I'm really over that. I point. bet you he won't. I, I, I just have a feeling. I don't know. Just knowing who he is and having heard stories about him. Again, I've never heard like nightmare stories about him. Everybody says he's like great to work with. But also he's an eccentric dude, and I don't think he would want to do the same thing that's already been done before. Mm. Uh, yeah. And they also, I mean, talking in what I've read about his like refusing to work out, he's like, yeah. And when I was in twilight, I was like, you know, the hot dude. And they asked me to take my shirt off and then immediately put it back on. <laughs> so anytime that I was shirtless, it's like airbrushed or CGI abs. 
because I just didn't oh, do anything. Holy shit, that's so bizarre. <laughs> yeah, it was. I mean, he's been doing that his whole career, so I I support it. He's very consistent when it comes to that. For sure. Uh, my favorite response to because again, this blew up on the internet. People were like, "Is he serious? Is he trolling us?" Um, a bunch of people were like responding who know Robert Pattinson and they were like, oh, you know, like, I don't know. Um, I, that doesn't sound that bad, blah, blah, blah. And then they they asked Christopher Nolan about this. And he said, I, and I'm paraphrasing because Christopher Nolan is a classy gentleman who does not swear. But basically he was like, he's fucking with you. He's like, he's trolling you. He's not serious. And I was like, I think that's the correct take on all of this. I... I'm not saying that he's never eaten this before, but I think he was like, oh, my God, I should give as my recipe that monstrosity I put together one night when I was high as hell, but present it as like <laughs> serious cuisine. I'm looking at a picture of it on The Guardian. It doesn't look that bad, actually. I know. That's the thing. Like, it's just it's just conceivable huh. enough where you're like, maybe it's real, which is the perfect troll. Yeah. Huh. I might. You're going to make this, aren't you? You're going to make it. No, no, I'm not. It (laughs) it involves way too much kitchen stuff. (laughs) It's too much effort. (laughs) Yeah. There's a lot of ingredients that could go very, very wrong. And I'm and I have a microwave and I don't want to do it. (laughs) You should just start calling up restaurants and very seriously trying to order the Robert Pattinson. (laughs) I'll take one Robert Pattinson, please. Well, what was it? The Piccolini, Piccolini Cucina? Something, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I want that. Oh, yeah. Cucino. Yep. And then when they're uh, like, we don't know, that be like, you don't know that. <laughs> okay, well, wow. go Google I'm it. Go, I'm gonna, after this is all over, I'm going straight to a Gordon Ramsay restaurant and being like, give me the little pillow. <laughs> Demand to see Gordon Ramsay himself. I will. <laughs> I will. Give it um, to me. So I wanted to get your recommendations. Uh... I have been watching, (laughs) I decided to give myself a little quarantine uh, project and watch like 30 something seasons of Survivor. And your Twitter. Thank you. Thank you for your support by um, just looking at my tweets. it's, it's It's a lot. It's a lot. Okay. Because I have to go through. Not your tweets, but like the show. Yeah. I mean the show. I have to say. I had seen season one already, but I rewatched it because there was a lot. Like, I obviously I remembered who won uh, and all that stuff, Richard. Um, but I wanted to rewatch it just to, like, really get into the the spirit of it. Season one's great. But I have to say, I, I was watching, I was watching, and I was like, you know, this is good. It's fine. It's whatever. For me, everything really came together, and I suddenly got the survivor obsession that so many people have when I got to season seven. Season seven might be one of the best seasons of reality television I've ever seen. Really? It's real good. Did you ever see season seven? No, I, I've, I'm a season one and fully out person. I'm just, I, boom, cool. That's all I need. Okay, so the whole shebang is on Hulu right now. My recommendation mm-hmm. is if you are not into Survivor, if you don't get the buzz, go watch season seven. Okay. And I, I honestly, it is one of the best seasons of reality television I've ever seen. The, I, I'm really tempted to call them characters because they're so good. It's (laughs) like, they must've been written. Uh, it has, uh, one of the best heroes apparently that has ever been on survivor and one of the best villains in the same season. Um, 
there are so many turns. There are so many flips with alliances. The strategizing is really fascinating. Uh, as per usual, I, I usually don't give a shit about the physical challenges, but I got so into mm. the strategizing that I ended up enjoying the physical challenges because so much of what is happening in the physical challenges impacts all of the strategy stuff. Okay. And it's just a really good season. There is a a twist um, after season, like season two or three, they tried to introduce new elements to the game to keep people interested. And they have a twist in season seven that is so good and completely changes the game. Huh? So that's my I know recommendation. That they do a lot of, okay. <laughs> Maybe I'll try. Can I, can I skip straight to season seven? Yes. Because essentially oh. survivors, the same thing every time it's 16 Americans, a.k.a. the best uh -huh. people in the world, uh, that they oh. just strand um, in the middle of nowhere and they have to survive. So, like, it, it's not like you have to have any prior knowledge of anything that has happened okay. in any other season. Yeah. The only thing I know about Survivor is season one, uh, and Elizabeth Hasselbeck was on it, and eventually some guy f accidentally falls in a fire. That's all I know. Yeah. Uh, so that's Survivor Australia um that was uh season two or season three i might be wrong i don't have an encyclopedic memory of survivor don't come at me um but the <laughs> that season was weird because i was like so braced to hate elizabeth hasselback and she's fine in it she's like really cute oh um is really nice and like she's not the problem in that season at all like she becomes crazy and republican later in life um okay. but like truly other than her talking about her faith being important one time you probably wouldn't even know she was like crazy christian you know <laughs> uh -huh. um but mike the guy who falls into the fire that's brutal and they they show a lot like way more than i thought they would show on cbs um, you don't yeah, see him fall. Yeah, you don't see him fall into the fire. You hear him screaming, and then he runs into the water, and you see his like skin float to the surface. Mm. Yeah, it's it's bad. I like when they showed that. I was like, what the fuck? Um, and they obviously he uh, is disqualified from the game because he has very severe burns. But apparently, they bring him back at some point in a, a later season to compete again because everybody felt sorry for him, and then. Uh -huh post-survivor got arrested for child porn oh gross yep <laughs> uh ew. yeah real it's, bad it took a weird turn uh-huh because i like uh, once the season's done i'm like i wonder what everybody's up to although i've had to stop doing that because some of them come back for like all-stars and heroes versus villains uh. and i don't want to see spoilers for anybody but for him i was like oh he was kind of a, a weird guy because he was also um very misogynistic, very, um, I forget if he was homophobic, but he really delighted in killing the animals and oh. he killed a boar and then smeared the blood on his face. And I was like, okay, there's something wrong with this guy. I wonder what he's been up to and then was arrested for child porn. So I was like, uh-huh. I knew there was something up with this guy. So I should feel less bad about the fire. Oh, well, that's a hundred percent. I was like, I'm glad you fell into the fire. You fucking mm -hmm. sick weirdo. Yeah. Glad you didn't die. 
maybe deserved it a little bit. <laughs> Turns out uh, men who hate women and hate animals might have some other bad stuff going on in their brains. Sure. I bet. <laughs> Probably a lot. These are all lot. warning signs. If somebody hurts an animal, if somebody hates women, these are warning signs. I mean, you should care if they hate <laughs> women uh, and that's all they're doing. But yeah. Probably. Yeah. That, that, that sounds like a good, a good barometer to go by. Um, before we move into bad news, Charles, do you have any recommendations you want to share with everybody? I have a couple. Great. Um, one is a, it's a wreck, but it's kind of an anti-wreck because it makes me so furious. Ooh, okay. I have been, I, I don't really watch a lot of Housewives. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I, I stick to Beverly Hills. Just because I, I, I'm actually not sure why I like that season so much or that series. It's a good but, one. I think it's one of my favorites. Between Lisa Vanderpump and Erica Jane, uh, I am very much into Beverly Hills. It's the only one that I watched from beginning to end and been like, this show is great. I think um, also to to speak to the quality of that season, uh, Beverly Hills has had the the most successful spinoffs as well with Vanderpump Rules. Oh, yeah. 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 But I, um, I do watch a little bit of New York City. They Those... Uh, those housewives drive me a little bit crazy, but I was like, you know what? Let me finally get into another another one, and I started Housewives of New Jersey. Oh my and god! It makes me furious, and I cannot stop watching it. What season I, are you on? Four. Okay, I think I'm on four right now. I'm sure you've heard like about like the shit goes down. Oh uh, yeah, all of the shit that goes down. What you mean, like when Teresa goes to jail? Uh huh. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, that was yeah, I already knew about all that. OK, great. So um, not a spoiler, but she and her husband go to prison and then he uh, has to move back to Italy. Yeah. Um, and apparently now they're getting divorced. Yeah. So uh, apparently I, I haven't watched uh, Real Housewives of New Jersey in years, but I whenever like a Teresa story pops up online, I always click it because her life is just <laughs> like, my God, my God. Uh they go to visit him with the girls and the girls are all so big now. And like they visit him in his like ancestral village in Italy where his family still lives. And it's gorgeous. Um, but oh. it's really, really sad. Cause like, ultimately I feel bad for the girls. Cause it's like, they lost their father basically. And they're like crying and like hugging him. Uh, and Teresa's really weird around him. Like I, he tries to like touch her at one point and she like kind of flinches and everyone was like a hundred percent, she's going to divorce him. And then she did. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, understandably so I get it. Yeah. Uh, but like these, these specific housewives, I don't understand how these fights even happen because they literally talk they don't talk in they don't argue in circles they argue in like hexagons <laughs> like i don't i don't get how most of it makes sense and all of their children are fucking terrible mm. like they are the brattiest nastiest little fucks and i can't tear my eyes away from them yeah they're all very spoiled as you would imagine growing up that way um yeah i I feel like I've missed so much of all the Real Housewives stuff, but I have to finish Survivor before I can dive into anything else. All I have, 30 seasons. I have it. so many seasons to go through. Do you guys know it's been on the air for like 20 years? Yeah. <laughs> um, um, I also uh, started season two of Dead to Me okay, with Christina Applegate. So this truly came up last night when I was in a, a Zoom hangout with some people where they were like, you have to watch Dead to Me 
and I like it sounded familiar and I googled it and I was like oh yeah people have been talking about uh how great it is one of my friends is in season two so I was like I guess I need to watch this um wait did you not see season one mm -mm, no (gasps) I know okay okay I'll add it to my list yeah as soon as that was up when it came out like last year I was like oh Lisa Cardellini or Linda Cardellini and Christina Applegate and James Marsden yes please the cast is uh, phenomenal and I've heard nothing but good things. So like me not watching it wasn't like an indictment <laughs> of the show. I just like it like popped up on my radar and then I immediately forgot about it. Okay. Yeah. I, I Season one was great and I'm getting through season two now and I'm going to figure out how they're going to, you know, do get, get, get through the season. I'm figuring that out. Okay. I'll check I'm, it uh, out. I'm on episode four. So we're, we're deep in there. Um, also, I, I actually texted you this like two last week two weeks ago mm-hmm. about my uh my pimple popping video obsession oh this is something that i know for sure is not for me i kind of get the fascination it's sort of like when you have a sunburn and you get to like peel off the skin is it that oh, yeah. kind of like it's the same part of your brain right where it's like yeah, yeah. watching it it's like satisfying in a weird way uh but oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you are obsessed with these videos so I I like I I didn't know that it was a thing until a couple of years ago when I randomly on YouTube found a video and was like, "Oh, that's gross." Wait, now I want to watch more and I want to watch more. <laughs> so now they have like TV shows like Dr. Pimple Popper has her own television show on TLC. It's true, but yeah. But because I've seen so many of the videos, I feel like I've seen almost all of them and now they're like compilations and stuff on YouTube. I found another really gross thing to watch. <laughs> uh and it's called, it, it started off, well, I found a clip of a television show. It's called My Feet Are Killing Me. And it's about people with really disgusting, nasty ass feet. Uh. With like warts or corns or toenails that they haven't cut in five years. And it does the same thing to my brain. What? But it, I, I don't know. Because now I'm in a, ho- in a, in a gross foothole on YouTube of watching people's <laughs> disgusting things be removed and like filed down and so you are pop- coming out of quarantine with a new fetish <laughs> I it's weird because I don't I don't uh spoiler alert I'm not into feet uh-huh. totally get that people are sure. uh but I just I don't know it's one of those things like watching it's almost like a pimple popping video except exclusively on feet I just can't imagine are you like watching this and you're just like eating a big pull up bowl of pasta and like nothing is phasing you or like nothing at all I don't understand it like with the pimple popping videos every once in a while there will be like one that'll get me I'll be like oh and I'll shudder but then it's like a good feeling afterwards oof um it's it's not it's I wouldn't call it a fetish it's not like it's not sexual it's like satisfying it it like calms me down kind of it's weird yeah yeah no i get that it's like my i think my brain is just wired in a different way because i can't stand asmr videos do you like asmr i don't there has to be like a very i i appreciate them for kind of like when people turn them into memes i like those Mm -hmm. um but i don't like a lot of them. I like when the people do, um, when some people have like fake nails and they tap them on the microphone. Mm. I like that. See, I don't but like I don't that. Like, I don't like the eating. I don't like the, the like touching bags of chips or like, I don't like any of that. I do like the fake fingernails. This I don't know why. Ironic because uh, you, and we've heard this from a lot of people, have a good ASMR voice. 
I disagree, but I, yes, I get that <laughs> everybody always comments whenever you're on the show, they're like, Oh my God, Charles's voice is back. I was like, I know. <laughs> Sorry. You've had to listen to the old Banshee McFuck face over here for so many years. You fucking ungrateful pieces of shit. We hate your voice. Bring Charles back. Okay. I did. Everybody shut the fuck up. Okay. Uh, on that note, everybody, that's enough of the recommendations. I'm so sorry to do this. Here's your bad news. Okay, we have to talk about... uh, There's this article. Was it an article going around the other day about how... Men, some men, according to uh, this published study from researchers from Middlesex University, London, and the Mathematical Science Research Institute in Berkeley, uh, feel that wearing a mask during the COVID pandemic is shameful, not cool, a sign of weakness, and a stigma. Uh, okay. I like the addition of not cool. Not cool. In fact, not dying during a pandemic is gay. <laughs> Wait, not dying is gay? That was me paraphrase- <laughs> paraphrasing. But like, you know, th- these men talking about that it's not cool, it's a sign of weakness. Uh, the study found that men generally had higher levels of negative emotion when wearing the mask. Uh... And this testing pool consisted of over 2,000 subjects with men and white people slightly overrepresented. <laughs> uh, uh, that may, that sort of makes sense. Uh-huh. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's the weird thing of like of the protesters that I've seen who have like the giant assault rifles mm-hmm. and the, because they don't believe that it's real but are still wearing masks. But you can tell that they really don't want to be. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why i mean i I get the whole fragile masculinity thing right um but it i see i see a lot of contradictions happening and it makes me laugh a little bit yeah i don't know how it is in your neighborhood and again you haven't been leaving your apartment um but i occasionally will go on like a long walk just because you know you start to go a little batty otherwise and I know I have confirmation bias. Everybody has confirmation bias. But in my opinion, the vast majority of people I've seen, at least in my neighborhood, not wearing a mask are white men to the point where, and I've heard this from a few people and I've observed this myself. Sometimes you see a couple walking and they'll be like holding hands and the woman will be wearing a mask and the man isn't. Mm. Um, The few times I've left my apartment, I left my apartment uh, last week on my birthday uh, to get coffee for the first time in a month. But I noticed that the majority of, I would say almost exclusively the people who weren't wearing masks were men. Yeah. And I, I get and the way that people like avoided them on the street is like they were lepers. It's so weird. Well, a but, thought I mean, that occurred right, to me, a right way to think. Yeah. A thought that occurred to me that like might not be that like men think wearing a mask is gay or something. Uh, Cause everybody was like making that joke online. I think it's more that men aren't accustomed to feeling uncomfortable ever. Mm -hmm. So like women, you know, not to be a gender normative or whatever, but 
women are accustomed to feeling uncomfortable in like whether it's like social situations or what we're wearing um i think women are just more adept at enduring something being uncomfortable and men are not so the masks are not comfortable to wear especially when you're outside Mm. especially when you're walking around it's it's hard to breathe in them um but women are just sort of like suck it up and and at least straight cis men are like no i'm not used to being uncomfortable i'm not doing this Mm. you know what uh the some of the people that I have seen that have technically have masks on don't have them on. They have them like on around their ears, but like underneath their chin. Yes. So that they can breathe. Yep. And I, get, I think that they're just wearing them around. So if they go into a store, they can just like pop it up. I think that too. And it, it comforts me slightly to be like, because people were joking like, you know, I, I joked about this too on Twitter. Like, do you not know that that's not the correct way to wear a mask? Um, mm-hmm. At least they have the option there that when they're like near people, they can cover up. Um But my whole thing is like, look, we have now gotten photos of Stone Cold Steve Austin and Tom Hardy wearing masks. So it's like if those two dudes wear masks, you're not too cool. You're not too manly to wear a mask. (laughs) Uh, I mean, with the people that I feel like aren't wearing masks, especially Stone Cold Steve Austin, that should should deep and true to them. Like I was so happy when I saw that he wore it because I was like, great. Uh, now these guys can be like, well, Stone Cold Steve Austin wears one, so he's cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, and also, I mean, even I feel like since he's probably like in the entertainment industry, he'll be like, uh, as soon as we can go back to, you know, oiling up and rolling around in a ring, I would like to still have a job and not be sick or dead. Yeah, like so, um, is a smart dude who took the advice of scientists. So good on him. Yeah. Um, but on a, a similar note, Trump uh, visited Owens and Minor Incorporated, a medical equipment uh, distribution center on Thursday. And it's so infuriating to see all of these photos of his handlers, the whole team at this medical distribution center. Everyone is wearing masks <laughs> and he is not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know that he's the president. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't understand why they would let him in with, th- the, with possibly contaminating yeah. everything that they're making. I think because everybody else is wearing a mask, they were like, okay, the chances mm-hmm. are relatively, I think that's how Trump has survived this long. Everyone around him is doing the correct thing and sort of like isolating him <laughs> as yeah. he moves through the world. And same thing with Mike Pence, like, all of Mike Pence's handlers wear masks around him as he's not wearing a mask. And they are sort of just surviving based on the, the people around them doing the correct thing. <laughs> I, um, I, I read something, I think yesterday, or the day before about that, like Trump and Pence obviously getting tested like daily mm-hmm. to make sure that they're okay. And I would like just to just, uh, volunteer to be the person to administrate or, uh, <laughs> Give them the test uh-huh. and shove that little Q-tip right up their fucking nose to make oh. them feel uncomfortable for like five seconds. That should be like a lottery that they do. Like win a <laughs> chance to jab the brain of one of these guys with a long stick. Maybe fix something. Something something back into place. And suddenly he's like, oh, my God, we should take care of poor people. And it's like, holy shit. Huh? <laughs> Gays are awesome. <laughs> um, but also, like, didn't they say like his driver and someone else? tested positive yeah yeah i'm down 
I listen. I don't think that anyone should get sick or die. But if it was going to be some someone, perhaps maybe it wouldn't be so bad if it was one or both of them. Well, when you do everything wrong, basically like guaranteeing you will be exposed and you will be, you know. Um, and also, by the way, I don't trust them. A lot of people test positive and they're asymptomatic. Like I would not be surprised at all if Trump and or Pence both tested positive and they just happen to be asymptomatic. Mm, maybe um, I don't like that idea <laughs> I know uh, so I also wanted to talk about New Jersey opening the beaches for Hooray. summer guys you all want to go to the beach and have people cough on you um, mm-hmm. so supposedly what they're saying is like the reason this will be okay is they're going to limit the number of people allowed on the beach so that people can still social distance. And I just want to say to the authorities, um, as someone who was born in New Jersey, who knows people who live in New Jersey, nobody's going to fucking socially distance on that beach. It's just not going to happen. Nope. It's not going to no. happen. So you're basically guaranteeing a second wave of this and we're going to have to do this whole thing all over again uh yeah i uh i saw some people complaining or some new yorkers complaining that the new york beaches wouldn't be open but new jersey would be and i'm like yeah new york beaches one kind of suck but two they're not as big or spread out so it's a lot harder to yes socially distance on them and everyone would have to take public transit to get there great point great point yeah they by default they have to yeah Maybe don't. Um, did you see? I saw it this morning when I woke up. There's a a, uh, a restaurant in I think Germany that was open for to the public again, but they were having all their customers wear hats with pool noodles on them to keep everyone six feet apart. <laughs> so if you bumped into someone with the pool noodle, you knew you were too close. That's so funny. Uh, I did not see that one. I saw the one of the restaurant that is fifty percent mannequins. Mm-hmm. Do you yep. see that one? And then yes, there's another one where they have shower curtains between the tables. Listen, and listen, I am so sympathetic to restaurants desperately trying to reopen right now because like just every day in New York City, we're watching the landscape of everything change so dramatically because by the time this is all over, all of our favorite restaurants, all of our favorite bars, all of our favorite theaters probably will be gone. And that's yep. so depressing to think about because the reason we pay a crazy amount of money to live here is because we have the best restaurants and bars and theaters in the world. And we yep. have access to those things. And that's what makes New York a dope place to live. The idea that that is all vanishing is crushing. And so I'm really sympathetic to restaurants that are like, we are desperately trying to figure out a way to reopen. I just wish we lived in a country where the government like supported these restaurants so they don't have to come up with insane ideas that could potentially get people infected, like having pool noodles on your head, you know? Uh, Funny, but probably not the best way to get everyone not sick. Exactly, exactly. And obviously that was in Germany, but like here in the United States, like the mannequin story, like restaurants are just desperate to reopen right now. And I get it. I just wish that they were being supported in a way that didn't make them resort to those kinds of like insane measures. Yeah, I um, I seen like every so every few days there's like a weird uh, video that goes kind of viral of like employees having to physically fight customers uh, who are being 
terribly abusive to them. Uh. And it's, it, I don't understand that mentality of, yes, I had to wait a little longer for my food. Thankfully, this restaurant that I want to go to is open. Yes, I have to wait outside, but they're short staffed and I should maybe be a little bit patient and nice. Yeah. What the fuck, everybody? First of all, you should be tipping like 30% on everything, obviously, uh, mm-hmm. bare minimum. But just be respectful. Like, what is wrong with people? Oh, I wanted to ask you, um, is Stonewall going to be okay? Like, obviously, you guys are his- a historical landmark. But, like, what does that mean in terms of paying rent? Um, we, I know, recently, in the last year or two, uh, signed a new lease. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm assuming uh, that the owner has, the owner, as far as I know, has a very good relationship with the landlords. Mm-hmm. Um. <clears throat> And I'm sure that that has something to do with us being able to reopen. I know that that's the plan. Right. Um, uh, but as far as it's weird because there are some there are some bars that are being shady uh, mm-hmm. in 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 the uh, in the gay bar world in New York City. Oh, they're uh, like if, secretly opening. Not secretly. They're just finding little loopholes that are mm-hmm. still technically illegal. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, cool, 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 cool. I would hate, to, I, you know what? I, uh, as much as they are competition to my bar, uh, the closing of queer spaces is not great. So right. I would never want another bar to close. I want them to do just slightly less better than my bar. Well, like um, I saw the other day at Cubbyhole. Oh, I didn't even see what they were doing. Yeah, Cubbyhole, I think they either are like imminently closing or they're very, very uh, afraid of that being a possibility. Um, oh shit. Here's let me, let me find. Cause now that I said that I'm like, Oh my God, is that true? Um, but there's, there's a couple bars that are like, okay. So technically at least in New York city, uh, you are still allowed to serve to go cocktails or beer or whatever. If you are a place that serves food. That's that's like their thing. So restaurants, maybe a bar that has a kitchen in the back, you are allowed to do to go stuff if you so choose. Mm. Um, and there is a couple bars that are doing to go cocktails and such and serving things like 25 cent bags of chips from the bodega. And uh, if the owner of that bar perhaps owns a restaurant down the street, like you'll get a meal from that restaurant, even though the kitchen is not technically part of the bar. I see. Uh, so little, little tiny loopholes. Sure. I get it. I get it. I'm not happy about it because I think it's going to be one of those things where it kind of puts us back into the second wave. But if you need to do things to stay open, do what you can, I guess. For sure. I think this article at Business Insider about Cubbyhole was basically like, um, please support this place because so many bars are in danger of closing and there's only three lesbian bars in all of New York uh, city, which is insane. Uh, there are, well, there, there's, there's one in Brooklyn called gingers. Mm-hmm. Um, that one closed. Oh wow. Like a month or so into the quarantine. So there's two shit. And, and cubbyhole technically, I mean, Henrietta Hudson is the other lesbian bar. They're almost exclusively women. They really don't like to let men in. Mm-hmm. Um, Cubbyhole is a little bit more mixed and co-ed because mm-hmm. they wanted to stay open. They're a little more and, mixed and co-ed, but I, uh, you know, obviously 
uh, I'm friends with a lot of gay people and we sort of like our nightly routine was to go from Stonewall to Cubby Hole. And I, yeah. I was with a dude one time and we tried to go to, into Cubby Hole and they were not happy. And he got a little lippy with them. And I was like, you need to shut the fuck up right now and we need to leave. This is not our space. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you. Yeah. I was like, don't. And did yeah. not see that I've, guy again. Don't worry. I did not. <laughs> I have a lot of friends who work at Cubby Hole. So, and I'm not sure how they are trying to get support. Maybe a GoFundMe, but I hope that they stay open. I really like Cubby Hole and their staff. Yeah. They're, they're rad people. I hope they'll be okay. Um, well, good. I'm glad that Stonewall is doing okay. I thought about. As far as I know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I also wanted to talk about speaking of social distancing, speaking of people wearing masks or not wearing masks, turns out who could have predicted here in New York city, the NYPD is overwhelmingly ticketing black and Latinos for not wearing masks. Whereas every fucking time I walk through my neighborhood, there's a ton of white people not wearing masks. No one's bothering them. No one's ticketing them. Um, who would have known that the NYPD would turn this into another racist thing? Yeah, I, I saw, um, like videos and pictures side by side of like people in Central Park and the cops walking through and handing out masks yep. to like a predominantly black or brown neighborhood the same day. And cops are like throwing people to the ground and arresting them and pepper spraying people. Yep. And then like obviously footage elsewhere in the United States of armed white people at the Capitol getting into the faces of police officers and screaming at them, um, which, by the way, is risking infecting people when you're that close to them and screaming at them, even if they're wearing masks. Um, mm -hmm. And none of them were ticketed. None of them were arrested. That was just freedom of expression. Uh, yep. And, you know, they're, they're not using water cannons or... Uh, tear gas or anything to you know get these people who are who were literally walking through the streets with assault rifles uh, yeah to stop what they're doing mm -hmm. but if you are an unarmed protester say for black lives matter or an indigenous person trying to stop fracking we're going to use literally dogs to take you down right awesome and there's cool, been cool, a, cool, cool, you cool. mentioned there were some videos like of cops like really aggressively like Oh, yeah. Throwing people to the ground and like teasing them and like awful, awful stuff just because they weren't wearing masks. And it's like, listen, I I'm as snarky as anybody else about not wearing masks. I think everybody should be wearing masks right now. I get annoyed when I see people who are not wearing masks. I think you're being selfish and dumb about the whole thing. I would never in a million years support the NYPD throwing you to the ground and possibly hurting you very badly or even bothering you in the slightest way um because you're not wearing a mask that's insane uh yeah it's it's kind of ridiculous i did see um i think yesterday that the nypd it's, it, from the wording that i saw online that the nypd was slightly quote-unquote defanged recently bullshit um that they will not be making arrests or anything for anyone not wearing a mask so and that's they, allegedly what they're saying right now and like the new york city district attorney's office has said that like we haven't received any tickets basically saying like this person has been arrested for this but the nypd 
fully knows you can wreck somebody's life without ever arresting them. You can really hurt them. You can tase them. You can rough them up and then just release them and not have officially arrested them. Yeah. You can just put them in the back of your car, hold them for like, what, 48 hours and then be like, okay, go home. Yeah. Yeah, they can hold you for Never. days without ever officially processing you. And then officially on the record, it'll say there were no arrests. That doesn't mean that the NYPD didn't racially profile people, abuse their authority. They can still do a ton of shit without arresting you. Yeah, so I feel like after after all those videos were going viral, the mayor was like, hey, 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 hey. Let's be less visibly racist, visibly ra- Just that's, a tad. That's America's motto. Try to be less visibly racist. <laughs> Keep the racism in the shadows. <laughs> this is America. <laughs> um, so I also wanted to talk about Wisconsin because the Supreme Court there just struck down uh, the governor, Tony Evers, stay-at-home order. And immediately there were all of these videos of people flooding bars. Uh, there was a video from Nick's Bar that showed patrons packed together dancing and banging on the bar top. Uh, the video received nearly 60,000 views on Twitter before the tweet was deleted. Um, but yeah, obviously, wouldn't be surprised to see a, a second wave in Wisconsin from all of these dummies packing bars. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't either. Um, I mean, if you if you look back at what happened uh, when Mike Pence got rid of HIV testing and everyone was just mm-hmm. like, oh, whatever. And then there was a huge epidemic that happened. Yeah. It's just gonna, it, like, it's just gonna keep coming back and coming back and coming back. If you people really need your bars and haircuts, yeah, it's, it turns it, out it, regulation is a good thing. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 just like the first. Okay, as soon as this is quote unquote over, which the, I, I'm I'm confused about when the New York one, the stay at home orders done is it may 28th or is it like june 13th? no so it got extended it got extended now it's like mid-june i think and i think cuomo is just sort of like he doesn't want to say it's gonna be three months so he just keeps doing it month by month saying and i honestly i don't know what the better strategy is because i think like people are gonna go nuts when we hit mid-june and he's like we have to do another month because then we're like thoroughly in summer and people want to go out and i think people are going to disobey it. Oh, I'm fully, I'm fully prepared to spend the entire summer on my roof. Yeah, me too. I've accepted it. I've accepted it. I'm like, listen, we're just going to have a lost summer and we have to accept that because we're saving lives. Like to me, it's not even close to a difficult decision. Like I don't understand the people. Listen, I love the beach. Okay. I think the beach is fun. I love going with friends. I've even never, though it will kill you? Even though it will kill me. Hey, you know what I have now? Did I tell you this? I have a pop-up tent that I can wear as a backpack. You do. And I, I lived with you and I still had not seen it. Yeah. I was yeah, very yeah. excited about that for uh, you. I'm really excited. I basically, I like the beach. I like the sand and the water, but then I have to immediately hide from the sun because the <laughs> sun it will kill me. So I just hide in my little tent and people like hand me like cocktails and <laughs> it's so fun. So I get it. I just I, imagined you going out into the like the little patio behind your apartment and just popping up the tent and sitting out there. I should. I have been I have been going out there cuz like that's the only way I get sun some days, you know. Um so I'll go out there for like 20 minutes and then I come back in. Um but like I get why you want to go to the beach. I do. I've never loved the beach so much that I'm like I got to kill people to be there, you know, like it's so weird to me that 
And I think it's that they don't understand they could potentially kill people. <laughs> uh, yeah, like the um, so the first like I whenever the stay at home order is um, quote unquote lifted, um, my first instinct is not going to be to run to a bar or run to a no. beach. Mine's going to be like, all right, I will slowly start like getting out of my neighborhood bit by bit. And maybe it's trying to like go resume normal activities because I as a bartender I'm not I know that I the earliest I'm not going to be able to go back to work until like September even if the stay-at-home order is lifted yeah and even then phase four even then yeah like you're right you're gonna have to do things differently like wear a mask and wear gloves and like not be close to like put the drink down but then like step back you know um oh I mean I kind of did that before anyway because I was like please don't touch me oh um, yeah for sure (laughs) Yeah, uh, I don't really understand how anything's going to work. Like, can you imagine people feeling safe for years to get back on a crowded subway? Ugh. Mm-mm. No, thank you. Like, I'm not going to be doing that. <laughs> no, I think, thankfully, the way, at least because I work at night, I am opposite rush hour. So when I go to work, the trains are usually relatively empty unless something is fucked up and everyone's having to wait. But I usually have a lot of space around me anyway. And that's just because. I'm not I'm on the opposite schedule of everyone else, but I still don't want to be like around people. <laughs> yeah, I would say opposite when I had an office job. I like it was like traditional nine to five. So every mm-hmm. morning the train was just as crowded as it could possibly be. You were just crushed by people. I can't imagine going back to that. I I don't wanna, I don't understand how they would allow it. I'm assuming that they would have to have people on the platforms being like too many people in this car you have to wait too many people in this car you have to wait and then everyone's job if they even if you even have to go back to an office which i'm assuming a lot of places will be like no no no, i keep working from home um they'll be like hey i was two hours late for work because of the subway they'll be like okay cool yeah well it was there was a little bit of that that anyway because the mta was so bad that sometimes you would be like 40 minutes late and just be like sorry and everyone was like yeah we get it you know (laughs) Mm -hmm. um But yeah, like Twitter recently announced that um, their employees can work from home indefinitely. So like permanently now they can work from home. And I think more and more, especially tech companies, will shift to that model. I think, yeah. I mean, a lot of companies realizing that they can still run and they're like, why are we paying for all this office space? Yeah, that really, I've said that so much in the show, but like that really seemed like a relic of the past. Like a lot of companies it's a status symbol like oh we have an office like on central park look at how successful we are and it's like cool you're literally burning money to be here and you don't need Mm -hmm. a physical office space nope um i did see there's this one uh company on instagram that keeps sorry i'm circling back around to beaches uh that keeps (laughs) getting in my uh target like what do they what do they call them ads targeted Uh, targeted ads. ads yeah um yeah, um, that's uh, a Speedo company uh-huh. uh, that is now selling uh, face masks that match the Speedos. Oh, my God. Yes. And, you know, make it fashion. First of all, really cute. Uh, second of all, uh, I'm just going to imagine like if they open up the beaches in New York, everyone's going to have that mask tan line. <laughs> yes, yeah, so, 100%. That's so, so funny. That's just going to be super awkward to be like white from your nose down and then like brown from your nose up that's so funny have you seen um christian siriano did like a like a high fashion concept of a mask where he like 
hand-stitched pearls onto it and it's so beautiful but i was like oh yeah i wonder if that's that's the future like we're gonna see like high fashion masks possibly yeah i mean i i I have a i bought um some masks on amazon like the disposable ones but i was looking for ones that i could wash online that i'm kind of anti-pandemic profiting Uh, yeah so there are some cool ones that i've seen where they're like 25 dollars for this cool mask that has like uh you know this character on it or this uh pop star or whatever and i'm just like "Mm, no thanks i've been trying to find companies or like little etsy shops that are like yeah yeah yeah." we like after shipment and supplies everything we get is being donated to uh food banks or hospitals or stuff like that and i I just had some friends send me some yeah oh same uh clothes aunt made us some masks which was very nice of her um i get nervous when i see like those little stores selling them online because i'm like there's just no regulation of the masks right now so i don't know if these are made correctly um i've seen people post like selfies of of masks that were made for them by relatives and i'm like oh that looks janky i don't know if that would actually (laughs) stop the virus I've seen a couple. There was one that made it around gay Twitter um, that the they the masks weren't made of cotton. They were made of something else that was like not breathable. Yeah. And they had stamped something on the front of it, which was like uh, not great anyway. It was like some like some of them said like come whore and stuff on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but them being like, OK, so it's made of plastic essentially and then you stamped on like this polyurethane design <laughs> so you definitely can't breathe through this mask at all and it's just so you can make make money but and then you're advertising that you're a cum whore when you can't suck anyone's dick right now but uh then you'll be dead because you can't breathe and then you can't catch the virus so i guess that mask works oh uh, speaking of dumb masks, did you see the one uh, that had like a hole cut in it so you could like sip your cocktail? Mm-hmm. Yep. People, okay, listen, I'm not saying that we need a culling of the herd, but every time I see anything like that, I'm like, you know, some people are just destined to die, I think. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't want <laughs> not to, to get be into... all genocidal about it or anything, but I'm just saying if you cut a hole in your mask so you can sip your cocktail and then you catch the virus, I'm not going to feel as sorry for you as I feel for like nurses who catch it. Yeah, I don't. I when I left, <laughs> it's funny. So on my I, I left my apartment for the first time in a while on my birthday. I was like, I want to go get coffee i haven't had co- i haven't been drinking coffee i got rid of all my vices in quarantine I you're insane really drink- you haven't been drinking coffee no because i don't have anything to do and it'll just make me like vibrate in my apartment alone oh okay um, sure so i uh stopped drinking i quit smoking i haven't drank coffee um so on my birthday i was like i'm gonna walk to the starbucks they have their social distancing stuff i can order on the uh, app i'll get a little uh, cocktail i'll get a little uh, latte and then peace out my neighbor walked with me um and we walked there's a hospital in my neighborhood we walked past it and they have these giant tents outside and she was just like well as we're getting closer she's like is that where they keep the bodies is that where they keep the bodies are we walking past dead bodies right now and i'm like no 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 no. it literally says on them like employee entrance it's where the nurses and doctors have to go in that tent to be disinfected before they walk into the hospital Mm -hmm. and she was freaking out i was like megan like 
I shouldn't say her name. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, no, it's fine. It's fine. Like, we're just walking past disinfectant te- tents. It says on them what they are. This is probably the cleanest part of the hospital. Oh, right truly, now. truly, yeah. Um, <laughs> You're gonna be fine. But well, we congratulations on better. quitting smoking. That's huge. Thank you. I now I listen. I have a carton of cigarettes in my apartment that I need to get rid of. Throw now, so them like, out. Throw them I'm out. Gonna, it was eight dollars. I'm gonna sell them to someone. Oh, smart. Yeah, you should do that. Um, yeah. Who else wants to die? Who else wants to slowly kill themselves? <laughs> yeah. <this> time? <laughs> Don't encourage it, but also make that money. Uh, Guys, okay, that's enough of the bad. Let's end things on a positive note, shall we? Here's your good news. All right. In good okay, news. Okay. No, go ahead. What were you going to say? No, I was just, I was talking, I was going to say uh, that I was kind of scared to go get the antibodies test to see if I did in fact have it or not. Me too. So for the audience, Charles and I were just talking about, we were trying to figure out if we have had COVID or not, because this is like a fun game that New Yorkers play now. <laughs> it's like, did we have COVID? And in mid-February, I got very, very sick. Um, and I had been telling friends, it's so weird. I got the flu twice this season. I think that might have been it. But I'm also scared to get tested because I just feel like I'm, I'll get infected while I'm there. Yeah, I... um. One, I don't know if I have to pay for an antibodies test or if my insurance would cover it. Interesting. Um, I actually two, don't know the answer to that. Yeah. But two, since I'm not allowed to donate plasma because I'm a homosexual. Correct. Um, what's, the, what's the point besides just me knowing that I had it? Isn't it wild in 2020? That's still a thing. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a fun little, fun little aspect of my community. Wow. They do, you know, they did, they did lessen it, uh, recently from being celibate for a year, which how the fuck do you prove that <laughs> to, uh, being celibate for three months. So if you, by the end of this, yeah, I can maybe donate some plasma. You know what but, is uh, so wild? I never considered. How do you prove that? If you say yes, do they just go, okay. I guess. <laughs> I mean, so I mean, they, stupid. They, I mean, the only way to probably prove it would be like, all right, give me your phone. Like, oh, uh, no, never mind. I, I just remembered uh, maybe eight, eight months ago I did a little, you know, gay stuff. Sorry. Yeah, I remember I, years ago when I donated blood, the questions they would ask women was, um, have you had sex recently with a man who was in Africa? And mm-hmm. have you ever had sex with a man who's bisexual. And again, Mm -hmm. it was the honor system. So it was just like, if you say no twice, you get to donate blood. So it's just, it's such a dumb system. Yeah. And they test all the blood anyway. So yeah, that's uh, the thing they tested. So why are you even like putting up that obstacle? Yeah. In, in high school, I, I used to be very, very afraid of needles and I got talked into going to donate blood and was kind of excited to do it, but still very terrified. Mm-hmm. And I got in there and they're like, uh, so, you know, have like, they go down the list of questions and like, have you ever had sex with a man? And I was like, yep. And not thinking, like just answering the question, honestly, I'm like, yeah, yeah, totally. And they're like, <laughs> thanks and for asking. You, sir, are, you, sir, are excused. Please uh, still help yourself to a cookie and some juice. And I was like, oh, 
Listen, okay. if you could still get the cookie and the juice, you won. Okay. Oh yeah. But then my what friend, if they were like uh, bad she... homosexual? You don't get juice. <laughs> <laughs> I just start crying. Um, my friend, her boyfriend at the time was bisexual, and they were like, "Have you ever had sex with a man who's had sex with men?" And she was like, "Yeah, totally." <laughs> yeah. They did the same thing. She's like, "Help yourself to the cookies and some juice. Go away." Oh my God. Here in New York City, if they were like, have you ever had sex with a man who's had sex with another man? I'd be like, yeah, who hasn't? <laughs> yeah. At this point, we all have. Yeah, we all one have. Every single one of us has. Yeah. Um, okay. So speaking of bisexuals, we are in the good news section. Bisexuals yeah. are famously good news always. Uh, so I wanted to shout out the the women reporters who have been bringing it to Donald Trump lately. And he is just having a total meltdown. He can't handle it. Um, recently, uh, Weijia Zhang, uh, apologies if that is not how you pronounce her name, who is an Asian American journalist who works for CBS. Uh, she was asking him not even tough questions, but just like questions that a president should be able to field. He had a complete meltdown. He said to ask China in response to her question over why he sees coronavirus testing as a global competition when uh, more than 80,000 Americans have died from it. Trump then refused to respond to another White House reporter, CNN's Caitlin Collins, uh, and it was just a dream to watch these two women really be professional, not get dissuaded when he's being a, a fucking cruel misogynist and racist, mm. always racist as well. And uh, yeah, it was very cool. And I just want to shout out all all the reporters who are making his life difficult, but also especially the female journalists who he hates so much and he can't mm. even hide his contempt uh yeah it's been uh it was pretty great to watch i enjoyed that a lot i uh i like that whenever he I, one i liked that he was just like peace out and like somberly kind of he ran away he fully ran away yeah, from ran them. away i mean not but, that you uh, know as as quickly as he can move <laughs> um but anytime that he either doesn't have an answer to a question or knows that if he answers the question it will sound bad he just goes that's a nasty question you should be ashamed of yourself like, I'm fully convinced that he just doesn't have the answer for it. Yeah. He doesn't know it, what they're talking about. I'm not saying that he's never accused male journalists of being nasty, but that's his favorite dismissal of women, where he's like, you're mm -hmm. a nasty woman. I'm not going to. And by the way, his definition of nasty is just like a woman who's good at her job <laughs> and, mm. and like not allowing him to run from hard questions. He's like, you're being very nasty to me right now. <laughs> Like, no, I'm asking you a very straightforward question. I mean, professional. A very straightforward answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Was that the same reporter that he tried to then move? Or, I, or someone you know, at the White House tried to move the next day? Been, oh, yes, yes, yes. They tried to, like, get them removed from the list I, of, like, credible journalists or something where he was just like, you're not allowed in this area right now. I, I saw one, maybe it's a different journalist, but he tried to get them to be pushed farther back oh. in like the journalist area. Yeah, there's been so many examples of this that they're starting to like conflate in my head. But yeah, I remember hearing about that as well. Um, yeah, like I just can't, you know, I do this mental exercise all the time and it's become cliche. But like if Obama had done that to like Fox News, like get to the back of the crowd, like it would have been complete chaos. Uh, yeah, 
And I don't know why why they aren't having um, God, what's her name? The, the new press secretary come out and do most of these. Oh yeah, um, Kaylee, Kaylee something. Yeah. Um, I, I never bother to learn their names because they don't last long. Uh, Kaylee uh, McKenney. Sure. Yeah, sure. She's blonde. Are you surprised? Uh, no, I, I've like I've seen her before on the news when she was just a talking head, but I feel like she's a less aggressive. Um, uh, Tammy, Tammy, what's her face? <laughs> the, the angry blonde lady who from Alex Jones from a while ago. Oh, I don't know. Mm. She got fired from she got fired from the Alex Jones network because she was like pro women's rights. And they were like, wait, 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 wait. And then she went to work for Fox News. Oh, OK. Everyone pronounces her name wrong. It's like, oh, uh, I know who you're talking about. Uh, yes, 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 yes. I God, I'm spacing out her name, but that's good. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm like, I, I don't know why they just don't throw her to the wolves like they have everyone else and why they have Trump keep going out there and doing whatever he's doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so also in good news, <laughs> I wanted to talk about Senator Richard Burr, whose phone was recently seized uh, by the FBI, which is always not a great sign, you know. Um, and I don't know if you have been keeping up to speed on Richard Burr. He's a Senate Intelligence Committee chairman. And recently people were like, the fuck? Because it turns out he and his wife sold between $600,000 and $1.7 million in stocks over 30 transactions from late January through mid-February before the stock market plunged. And as warnings about a coronavirus pandemic grew more severe. So when you see somebody in his position as Senate Intelligence Committee chairman, he's privy to a lot of sensitive information, intelligence. Uh, this set off warning bells because it reeks of insider trading. Obviously, him and his wife got some news that they knew the coronavirus pandemic was going to be really bad and they should dump their stock. Um, so they were so fucking dumb about it so obvious but the fbi mm -hmm. and i usually don't put the anything to do with the fbi in the good news section i'm putting this in the good news section because um it's deeply satisfying to see someone of his status get in trouble for doing a bad thing because that's very rare in this country <laughs> mm -hmm. um i it's like i it was him and someone else too right i mean maybe it he's was getting actually big... it was a few of them i think it was like five different people got um swept up in not an investigation although maybe eventually this will become an investigation that pulls in more people than just him but yeah it was like a few politicians had also done the same thing but when you do it so blatantly how do you think that you're not gonna get caught especially when it's like public information i think they're banking on you can't prove that's why we dumped the stocks but the thing mm -hmm. is like unless you destroyed your hard drive and like can erase cell phone numbers like somebody told you to dump the stocks so I, I think it's an arrogance thing where they're just like, well, they won't be able to do it. And then it's like, no, actually, the FBI usually can prove that. Like, if they feel confident enough to seize your cell phone, they have something already, you know? 
Yeah. The uh, for like when people think that they delete things from their phones and computers anyway, they think that it's gone forever. Yeah. It's totally not. Yeah, guys, just a general PSA. Um, unless you completely destroy your hard drive, like melt it with fire, uh, it's not deleted. <laughs> oh, I. There's more than one person who, just in case they can't, like, like all get to uh, my belongings or my apartment at the same time, there's assignments for everyone that if anything ever happens to me, to immediately take my computer and my phone, smash it into bits and throw it into the river. Oh, can we make that? Can we have a mutual agreement where if I die, you destroy my hard drive, and if you die, I destroy your hard drive? Absolutely. I will add you to the list. Thank you. Excellent. Thank you. I'll make sure all Uh your shit is destroyed. (laughs) Yeah, and I, I... and I'm not even insider trading. <laughs> yeah. I'm not even doing anything illegal. I'm just like, get rid of it now. I'm Throw not, it away. I'm not doing anything illegal. I just have emails from journalists and going back so far that I'm like, I gotta, I gotta get this shit off my computer. I don't want anything left when I'm gone. Mm, no. Goodbye, Google search history. Goodbye forever. People don't know what need to know what I'm into. No thank you. Um, As I'm talking about like earlier watching weird foot videos. Yeah. In a non-sexual way. We <laughs> already know what you don't want the people to know, okay? Because you just told everybody. Um, yep. yep. <laughs> guys, we're out of time. Please follow Charles on Twitter at Charles Rockhill. Um, mm-hmm. Listen to uh, a Dirty Little Horror podcast. Um, oh, yeah. How is uh, how's Chris doing? Chris and Will. They recently, Chris is Charles's co-host on Dirty Little Horror, and they moved back to Australia, which I hate. I also hate it. Um, they are doing well-ish. Uh, I don't want to get into too yeah, many I talked to, details. Yeah, I talked to Will a little bit, yeah. Uh, things are okay, but mm-hmm. suck. Yeah, I um, know. And this whole, I'm assuming that this whole deal happening right now, I was planning on going there in December to visit because mm-hmm. it will be summer there mm-hmm. and I refuse to go to Australia without being able to go to a beach mm-hmm. and see how oh, gorgeous are, those are. Oh, there are beaches you can't miss. They're so good. Yeah. Well, Chris was like, come during your summer break and I was like, one, excuse me, two, you want me to go to Australia in your winter? No. <laughs> how dare you? Although it never gets super cold. Um, yeah. Whenever they have to put but on I've... a jacket, they're like, it's so freezing and I'm like, fuck off. But uh, he, I was supposed to go there in December for that, but also it'll be Chris's 40th birthday party. So Aww. I'm not sure now if I will be able to do any of that, Ugh. either transit-wise or financially. So I've been making um, bug-out plans where I'm like, where could I go if I got to get the fuck out of here? Uh, and it's been so comforting to me to be like, well, if I go to Australia, Chris and Will are there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, yeah. Wait, like your, in, your initial plan is to go halfway across the world well like no our our, our initial plan is we're, we're making different when i say we it's like me and some friends but like we've been sort of d- disaster planning i don't want to freak anybody out by the way like i don't know anything um this is just like us engaging in some like mental planning but like if things get very bad and we don't have an election and we enter some kind of like martial law and they close the borders. We've been trying to figure out how we could get into Canada basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like if airports are still open, like, you know, we've been making a list of where we have friends, you know, that where we could um, potentially travel to, to get out. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right. 
So like a lot uh, of a lot of European countries, obviously, um, Australia, um, Canada is a big option. Yeah, where would you go? Uh, if uh, well, uh, depending on how far I could get away. If you guys, if you end up in Australia, please let me know and take me with. You. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. obviously, um, obviously. You'll be part of the crew. I but, mean, like, I'll text you if I'm like, we're doing it. Grab your shit. <laughs> uh, do you think that there won't be an election? I I don't know at this point because so here in New York City, we never got to vote in the primary. And now they initially canceled it. Everybody freaked out and they said, OK, it's back on. It'll be in June. We'll send everybody ballots. But you're mm. not opt into that automatically. You have to opt in to receiving a, a mail-in ballot and i'm just really yeah yeah people oh, don't shit. know that so um i don't know the exact link but if you just google um absentee ballot you should be able to find fill it out you still have time um, okay so a lot of people are doing that right now yeah a lot of people don't know that because they didn't fucking tell anybody so if this is how badly it's being handled in new york city i'm like can you imagine a national election um where a lot of people are going to stay home, obviously, because they don't want to stand in line um, to to vote in an election. And actually, the responsible thing to do in this situation would be to cancel the election. Like, Trump would not be an authoritarian monster if he did that. He would actually be doing the thing that would be best for public health. But, like, mm-hmm. so that would mean two things. Either the election's going to go ahead as as planned and a lot of people aren't going to vote because of the pandemic and like fears uh-huh. of standing in line with people or b it's canceled and we're going to have to rely on some kind of like mail-in ballot that a lot of people might not get i mean trump at every turn is trying to cut the united states postal service's budget so like oh, yeah. that's going to be a factor and like it's just going to be a disaster so whether it it, it goes ahead is planned or whether it's canceled it's going to be a disaster so i'm not saying like there's going to be some kind of martial law or anything like that um maybe not but i'm just like ooh, i'm very very scared what's going to happen during this election because there's no kind uh, of coherent plan yet i don't like any of that that sounds terrible yeah so you know it inspires you to make uh, some plans about like um okay if things go badly where i go who I stay with. Hmm. All right, guys. Sorry to end things on a downer. Like, <laughs> I just I just tried to get my NYC absentee ballot, and it said uh, record not found. So I don't know. Cool, 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 cool. I don't know how that's gonna work. Interesting. Yeah. Um. Well, guys, follow Charles on Twitter. Uh, listen to Dirty uh, Dirty Little Horror podcast. It's a good time. Anything else you want to plug or tell people to do? Um, no, not really. I mean, I don't really have anything going on besides doing my show from home and sleeping and watching Housewives. My favorite bit that I do now is when people ask if I'm free. I'm like, let me check my calendar. Like, I have anything (laughs) going on. I have nothing Mm -hmm. to do. Um, okay. Well, I love you. I miss you. I'm glad you're doing okay. Thank you. I'm glad you're doing all right too. Um, Tell Chloe I said hi. I will. One of these days, uh, maybe we'll go on like a long walk and socially distance say hello to you at your apartment you're gonna walk to washington heights <sighs> no i'm not gonna do that let's maybe meet halfway or something. yeah let's do that 
<laughs> I mean, only if it's safe. If not, let's yeah. do um, like a. <laughs> nobody needs to hear me making these plans. I don't care. Uh, let's do like <laughs> a like a Zoom hangout or something. Sure. I just figured out how to do that. Yay. Okay, guys. Thanks so much for listening. Follow Charles. Support everything he does. And while you're at it, um, maybe virtually get out there and cause a little trouble. Bye. Bye.